Hello and welcome to the Educo Gym podcast. I'm Aileen Amara. In this episode, we focus on wellness. We'll hear from two happy members of Educo Gym and we'll get Jamie's top actionable tips for wellness in the workplace. Educo Gym is more than just a gym. Its philosophy is about shaping not just your body, but your mind, your life and your community. The Educo Gym success is based on the Educo educational system to draw out from within. So with me now is Mika Karachuk. And Mika, welcome to the podcast. Thank you for coming along today. You're, as I say, 29. Yes. You're a young professional. And for most people, you think very active life. You're not on any medication. You should be, you know, out doing everything you want to do. But you have some health issues, don't you? You're talking about insulin resistance. Tell me about that. Yes. Well, uh, my pancreas is releasing too much insulin. Mm-hmm. And because of that, I, I had to be on medication. I couldn't eat any sugar, any processed foods. And, you know, in a, in the society today, that's really hard to very find, difficult. you know, mm-hmm. very difficult. So it was just a lot of trial and error with me. I also couldn't really work out that well because I have lower back pain. So I would go swimming or to yoga and then I would stop going because of the pain. Mm-hmm. So it has just been a bit messy and also it has been stressful at work as well so my health has been put like on a second plan Mm -hmm. I wasn't focusing on that and that eventually got back to me so the combination of the the back pain which is one thing and then the the your problem with your pancreas the two things were coming together and been making you very stressed I'd say yes yes so where did a jucogym come into this well uh in my decision to get a grip of my life and wanting an actual change and I did a bunch of research and I found this gym that offered it all you know they offered diet they offered correct workout and supplements and an actual motivation there I've been just so grateful for this experience really because it has been two months now and I stopped taking my medication for insulin resistance which is Amazing for Amazing. me, mm-hmm. honestly. In, even in my good days, after two weeks, I had to take my medication. But it's been two months now and nothing, you know, I'm just, I just feel really good, you know, about it all. My diet has been consistent, has been very uh, good. And also my workouts, you know, the instructors are there and they're supporting me and they're correcting my pose all the time. So I don't end up having back pain, <laughs> which is amazing. So you've been free of the back pain and yeah. now your medications, you've stopped taking medication yeah, as well. Yeah, That's fantastic, isn't it? <laughs> it's a real transformation. It is, it is. Yeah. Did you expect that when you joined? No, not really. And that's that's the interesting part because when I joined, I was like, okay, so I'm going to try. I'm going to try to improve my health. I'm going to try to. And my mind has shifted from thinking, oh, I'm going to try to actually seeing myself achieving those goals in the future and I can actually believe that I can not only improve my condition but even reverse that. So it's about your mind as well isn't it? Yes yes it is. And talk me through that like describe when you went in the first day and who you met and how they talked you through the diet and and what changes you're going to have to make. Can you remember that? Uh, Yes well it had been very helpful because I, I spoke to Thaisa, the branch manager there. Which gym were you in, do you mind me asking? Um, at the Grand Canal Dock. Mm-hmm. And she was extremely supportive with me. And I actually she actually made me 
feel like I'm going to tear up, you know. I was like, yes, I'm going to do it. And then I met up with my uh, gym instructor. That was Jamie. And uh, we went through, he took my measurements. He spoke about my um, current state of my muscles, which was pretty bad. Then we went through the diet, the diet plan. And the diet plan has been just, it's, it's, it was like it was tailored up for me, you know. He explained everything like step by step. And then he generated a couple of exercises for me that we will be doing, which that was helpful as well. You know, it, it, it has been just very helpful. Mm-hmm. It really has transformed you. Yes, mm-hmm. yes. So the back pain is now, is it gone or is it eased? Or how it's, uh, it's gone. Mm-hmm. It came up to at one point, but because I wasn't doing correctly an exercise. But after I, I said that to an instructor, he was, uh, she was actually very supportive and she told me what I was doing wrong and how I can improve it. And now every time I'm working out, I'm, I'm focusing on how to do everything correctly. Mm-hmm. Because we're talking about your mind as yeah, well. So yeah. people talk a lot about the focus. So describe how the focus works for you in the gym. Well, it's an interesting part because uh, before, whenever I would work out, I would, I don't know, I would focus on other things. I would detach myself of the pain I was in, you know, in the right exact moment. But now I'm actually focusing on what I'm doing. And I feel like it's like a mindfulness step, you know, in it because... I, I feel like I'm I'm doing more with my body, and I'm achieving more um, more results in the process. Mika, thank you for talking to me today. It's great <laughs> and a, a really good advertisement, I think, and a really good example of how a Duke gym works for people. Thank you. Thank you as well. Sophie McGinn, you're a, a member of an Educo gym. Tell me a little bit about yourself. Um, so I'm 27. I live in Dean's Grange and I'm working in a call centre at the moment. I'm about to move house, finally, for the first time. Stress, stress, so, stress. Stress, stress, stress. Yeah, absolutely. Busy, busy, but enjoying it nonetheless. Mm. Which gym are you in? So I'm in the Black Rock gym, in the Black Rock branch, mm. and I love it. Tell me why you joined. So I joined because, well, I'm turning 27 this year, so it was sort of now or never. I kind of thought if I don't get my act together now, I probably won't at all. And I just, I needed to do something. I hit January and that whole new year, new me vibe, but I actually wanted to stick with it this time and not just do it. But uh, I definitely thought Aduco would, like just their results and the fact that they got the results quickly, I'd be very like, if I don't see something quickly, I'm like, no, I'm not, I'm not, I'm done. But at least with them, I got got results so quickly that it made me want to keep going. And what results did you get and how quickly? So, I mean, like within weeks, even just more in myself, my energy levels, I couldn't believe it. So like before I joined, I was getting a lift to work, which was honestly, it's a 15 minute walk from my house. But then I was sitting for nine hours in work. Then I was going home in the evening and sitting on the couch and going to bed at like 8 p.m. Couldn't get out of bed in the morning. And within like maybe two, three sessions, I was like staying up till 10 o'clock, which is even that late, but it was late for me. Hopping out of the bed at six in the morning, wanting to walk to work. Like I, and then I actually couldn't sit still when I got home in the evening. Like I couldn't sit on the couch like I used to. Like the change in my energy levels was just, I was like two different people. Like it wasn't even like a gradual change. It was straight away. Mm, I was just really quickly. Yeah, really, really quickly. And you weren't spending like hours down there either. In no, the, not even yeah. 20 minutes. And that's kind of as well, that, that was the biggest draw for me when I spoke to Angela in January. She said 20 minutes and I'm like, ding, ding, that sounds nice. Yeah. But um, yeah, like if you think about 20 minutes, I would have spent sitting 
on the couch when I got home. Sure, and a lot of people do think about joining the gym in January, and it's, it's April now, you know what yeah. I mean? So you're still going, so obviously something is working for you. But, oh, 100%. Yeah, and why did you particularly pick a Duco gym in Black Rock? Well, like I said, that, honestly, it was the sort of 20-minute draw that got me the idea of not having to spend hours and hours running on a treadmill. It was also looking at the results that they got from other people and the fact that it was like real results. You know, you're looking at normal people going in who work all the time and like sort of in similar roles to myself like that they're actual people as opposed to showing you this person who's skinny and then gets muscly like as these people mm. were real and were just actually losing weight and also just everyone was so nice when I went in to have a chat in the first place that it made you want to actually do it. So as you say you got the energy back you're waking up mm. earlier and you're staying up later and there's more energy there so what, what other results have you seen? Well I mean obviously then there's the actual physical change to my body like I've lost I think as of maybe two days ago so since January the 3rd I think was when we weighed me uh, it was 17 pounds down which is huge but just even my own health like I've come off different medications that I was on I was on medication for anxiety for depression that's all gone and just even like my whole personality but like when you meet people they say like you look great like you look good do you know that way and it's not even as in because you've lost weight but just actually like your face looks better my skin is better my hair is growing my nails are growing just I didn't realize how bad it was in January until I started to change it and then I was like oh my god let myself go and was that a change in your diet as well? Was that oh, definitely, yeah. And I struggled with the food in the beginning. And I think it's from just that sort of sitting in a call centre with a load of girls, you know, 11 o'clock, yeah. get out the biscuits. Yeah. Um, so it was that. I was constantly putting food in my mouth, sitting at my desk, and then just sitting. Wasn't doing anything about it. Whereas then the change in the diet, like I struggled in the beginning not to snack, but now it's just second nature to me. And the food is good. It's tasty. You know, you're not just eating leaves all the time. Like you eat good food. Like, you're never hungry. No, no. I struggled in the beginning. I was hungry at the start, but then like you're eating. I was hungry as in in between meals, but when I finished meals, I was always full. It was never a case of like, I want more. Oh, mm. it was lovely. And the mm. food's nice. Like I bring in lunch and I was like, that looks really nice. Like, do you know, they expect mm. me to be sitting there eating nothing but like, you know, egg whites and tuna but like and what it's is, actually decent what is that lunch that you're having that they say is really nice it's even just salads and things and I think they expected there to be no flavor no anything but it's the fact that like I mean because it's high fat you know you're cooking in butter it's tasty it's good <laughs> like it's but a lot of it they're like we don't understand how that works but I was like it's it's mm. all linked in with the Ajuko. Yeah. So it's not just the gym. It's a whole change of, of Completely, mindset yeah. and a whole change of lifestyle, isn't yeah, it? Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. And yeah. I, I yeah. don't think I'll ever look back. Even if I didn't lose any weight, the change in my mood and my energy, I'd be happy with that. Like, just the difference it's made is unbelievable. And they like, those medications as well. It's huge. Yeah. Absolutely huge. So I've been on them since I was about 17. So nearly 10 years. You know, and like, I mean, I've had a few wobbles in the middle, like, but to be able to not think, all right, I'm going straight back on them to actually be able to say, right, I'll go to the gym tonight and focus my mind. And by the time you come out, then it's the idea that's going that's worse. Once you leave, you're like, oh, I'm so glad I went. Sophie, that's really good. And listen, good luck with the house move. Thank you. Thanks a million. (laughs) Thanks for joining us on the podcast today. I'm joined now by the CEO of Aduco Gym, Jamie Myers Co. Jamie, we just heard there from Mika and Sophie. I mean, really good testimonials. What do you think? Yeah, I mean, it's absolutely incredible for us when you hear people and it's had such a dramatic effect on their health and particularly for younger people, um, because often maybe we're, we're dealing with an older generation mm-hmm. um, who possibly have uh, noticed that they've got out of shape or they're too busy with their lifestyles. And younger people sometimes uh, put health at a very distant part of their lives. 
So, um, yeah. And also, I, we think of, of people with health complications as being older people. We don't think of someone twenty exactly. having problems with insulin or you know or, or anxiety. No, and, and it's so much more common yeah. than uh, is, people, than people are aware of. Yeah. yeah, I think it really catches up when they're in their thirties and forties, and maybe it's it, it yeah. has even more. Or people are more even aware of it then. But yeah, I mean, in modern day society, a lot of young people are really su- suffering from a lot of these health issues. Mm-hmm. And like I said in a previous uh, podcast, like the the philosophy of a Juco gym is really that it's not just a gym your body that it's it works in your mind your life and your community as we just heard in those two stories so let's focus now a little bit on your wellness in the workplace program okay so it's a very popular one with employers first of all define wellness for me yeah so wellness is the state of being in good health and I, I actually looked up what the actual definition of wellness is and it's very much related to the pursuing of a goal as well so it's not just about having good health it's actually when you're in the pursuit of a goal so the goal of even being in good health and um, I think when people think of good health they think of the absence of being sick uh, whereas I think people maybe are not aware of what their true potential is and even when you listen to Sophie's experience of a Duco gym she's explaining you know how her her energy was and then suddenly she gets this incredible amount of energy so People have this potential in them, this huge amount of energy that they could tap into. And really about being well is not just not being sick. It's actually, you know, getting the most out of yourself. I think that's mm. important. So wellness in the workplace then, are you seeing cultural changes then in the workplace? Yeah, definitely. I mean, I think if you talk to people about uh, their jobs or employees, I, I think employment is very competitive. So people are trying to find the best people. And I think as a result... Uh, employees are expecting so much more from their employer. So maybe the relationship between company and employee or employer-employee was very much about uh, production or, or output. Now I think there's a bit more of a relationship between the two. So employees maybe are in a position where they can possibly demand more from their employer. And I think at, this, at the same time, I think employers are also looking to see how can they reward their staff. Uh, I think employees are very... They change between jobs so quickly. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a, it's a very sort of fluid workplace where people can switch and change so fast. So I think as an employer, you have to offer something that's going to cause people to stay in their role longer. I think that's important. So it's not just that we're now offering people jobs, we're actually offering them all the, the, the benefits all that the come benefits with working with in this workplace. Yeah. Mm. And one of these benefits that you're offering is this program, this wellness in the workplace program. So tell me what you offer. So we do we do several things. Naturally, we can go in and uh, we do a series of seminars with companies. So we will we do a, an hour or a, like lunchtime, a, a lunchtime event, and we talk about the, the role of the mind and how to use your mind. And the the thing about the the mental aspect is your mind impacts every second of your life if you mm. think about it. And yet, no one knows how to operate their minds. They don't know the mechanics behind it. So if they can get some understanding of it, things like attention improve, things like um, obviously you can deal with stress so much more effectively. You, you know how your mind is reacting in different situations and you can be much more aware of it. You can also use your mind to decide what you want out of your life. So a lot of people go through life with very vague um, outcomes that they have and they don't really see themselves achieving goals. So, But your mind is this incredibly powerful tool. So you can set an outcome as Sophie would have said, and Mika, actually, they both talked about it, and then deciding on the outcome, then actually believing that you can achieve it. And that's very important. 
If you could Jim, you'll go in and you'll do a workplace seminar. What does it go on from there then? What else is in the program? Yeah, so the other seminars we do are in nutrition and then we also do one on exercise. Mm -hmm. So getting people, really educating people on what to do. So companies often will provide um, in the best of their intentions a wellness benefit or um, maybe different types of programs, but it's not, not their area of expertise. So what they're offering really mightn't actually have much of a benefit. So we know because of the results that we get, the type of benefits that we can achieve. So by getting people to understand those different areas, you can make such a change. And naturally, we can do follow-ups or people might decide to join a Duco Gym, but it's really not about that. It's really about getting people to understand the different aspects of their health, what's involved, and then they can make their own decisions. So I think that's it's it's a proper education. Okay, and speaking of education, I know you have quite a few tips that you want to share with people in the podcast. So first is three tips on training. Yeah, so um, from an exercise point of view, I, I think the way that we're conditioned from a very young age is to is to uh, to think we have to focus on first of all cardiovascular health, the importance of having a healthy heart. Uh, heart disease is is a, a big problem in our society and Western society in general. So there's a big focus on doing an awful lot of exercise to try and improve the heart, where, where actually when you understand the uh, the science behind exercise and the science behind how the body works, one of the most important things is understanding the role that muscle plays in your health. So as a person gets older, typically they lose muscle, and actually between the age of 30 and 60, as we've mentioned before in these podcasts, you, you lose about 30% of your muscle mass. That's important, though, because um, some types of exercise can actually speed up that muscle loss. So if you did a, a lot of running, for example, and you don't just this isn't just something I'm trying to get people to, to see. So they do a different type of exercise. But if you if you look at runners, they typically don't have a lot of muscle mass. And in fact, the longer they run, the less muscle they have. So they do lose muscle as part of running. So even if, if a person really enjoys running, they do need to supplement with some type of resistance based training. So resistance exercise is absolutely critical for helping you to add back lost muscle and even holding on to lean tissue, which is particularly important as you get older. So it'll affect things from movement to balance to general strength, which as you get older is so important to maintain those areas. So less is often more. So people are focused again on it's kind of part of our culture. The more effort we put into something, well, we should get these better results. But actually, if you do intensive short bursts of exercise, which I think they actually discovered in the mid-1900s when they were training Canadians in the Air Force. So they were making sure that they were ready if planes came and attacked Canada, that they would be able to get ready for work pretty quickly. But because of where they were stationed, which I think was very far north, the conditions meant that they couldn't go and do a lot of exercise. So they found that if they did these very short bursts of exercise, even in 10, 20 minutes, they actually were much fitter than in people who were doing large amounts of exercise. So less is actually more. And then not overdoing aerobic exercise. So again, aerobic exercise when you're doing a lot of it, causes muscle loss. So we would encourage people not to overdo it, thinking that they're going to get all these benefits. You can almost overtrain. So mm-hmm. so those would be the three tips we'd, we'd put for, for exercise. Train. For training. Exercise. Yeah. Now, what about three, three tips then for the mind? Yeah, so I think the mind has the biggest impact. And I think that in modern society, we're always looking for distraction. And Sophie actually mentioned that on different types of social media, you're distracted by your phone, your computer, all sorts of different devices. So your mind never gets a chance to settle. And then we have all these things that we're trying to solve different issues, different problems, and we're putting a lot of energy into those and growing them nicely in our heads. 
And really what, what we would recommend is that people take some time out for relaxation. So there are any number of relaxation audio uh, tracks that you can find on iTunes or SoundCloud or any of those different types of mediums. And taking 15, 20 minutes uh, being talked through a relaxation process. So it is about relaxing your body, but it's also actually relaxing your mind. If you have an activity that you enjoy doing, focusing on that activity is also a form of meditation. And that will also give you the same benefit of relaxation. It's what we do in, in our gym is we get people to very much focus on what they're doing so that their mind actually is relaxed. So it's not maybe physically relaxing, but it's mentally a form of relaxation. Then we, we would really encourage people to practice paying attention. So it's great if you have things that you're interested in, if it's uh, maybe going to the cinema or maybe reading a great book, but really paying attention. Or even better, if you went for a walk in a park or you took time out during your lunch break, going for a walk but actually going for a walk so not taking your phone with you or not putting your headphones on but going and paying attention to what's around you really having a look around you so visually taking in everything listening to the sounds uh, absorbing uh, how you feel or uh, mm-hmm. even the physical feelings if you're you're down maybe by the seafront or you you're very aware of the temperature of the air or you're aware if there's a slight breeze or any of those kind of physical feelings and um, you can also absorb your say, yourself in the tastes and smells. Those also will help to really absorb you in the moment. And then you'll find that you'll go back to the office very much refreshed. So practice paying attention, uh, really mental relaxation. And I think it would have to be said that you, you discipline yourself to take some time away from devices. So most phones now have a function that you can decide when, they're, when you're available, when you're not available putting on a do not disturb at eight o'clock. People who are in an emergency can ring you if they need to get through, they can get yeah. you. Um, and maybe not having it activated until eight o'clock in the morning. So you get a, a, a good break from all those endless distractions. It's almost like taking a scissors to lights and cutting it up. So I think those three areas would make a huge difference. Uh, your screen time, I, I know on, on a lot of Apple devices, you it'll, get this it'll, message it has yeah. a message on Sunday saying how much time you spend every day on your yeah. device. And I think for people, it's quite shocking. And so, you go, WTF. Yeah, you do. <laughs> yeah, you yeah, do. Yeah. Yeah. How did that happen? <laughs> how did that happen? Yeah. Oh, yeah. And finally, I mean, and both of the, the interviewees today mentioned that about diet, about nutrition. So what tips would you have there? Yeah, so I think if I'm putting what's at the top of the pyramid, I think the, the mental aspect is so important. Probably e- even if I was to give another idea of what to do is to have an outcome that you're excited about. So, you know, how, how you'd like to look or what you would do if you if you improved your health or you got in shape. And I think it's something that the employer needs to work with with employees is that they, they do support each other. And I think em- employees need to support each other. It's great, like Sophie said, to have a group of people mm-hmm. working together. Um, from a nutritional point of view, there are several aspects that are so important. And the primary one is focusing on that hormone insulin. So Mika talked about it. That's very common now for people to be insulin resistant, particularly as people get older. So that's a condition that's that's known as pre-diabetic. So you're you're on your way to being type two diabetic unless you take action quickly. And I think something some scary statistic like one in four people in Ireland are actually pre-diabetic, and in, in other parts of the world it's worse. I think in China and the Middle East it's almost one in two. In America it's very close to one in two and a half or one in three. So it's 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 a big concern, but it's very easy to deal with. And the, the foods that very much affect insulin are obviously sugar and then very processed carbohydrates. 
So we, we have different approaches depending on the person. One approach that we do recommend, it's always good to do it if you're under the supervision of somebody, but to follow a low carbohydrate diet. In the UK, they're considering offering it as a, a recognized treatment for people who are pre-diabetic or people who have type 2 diabetes. Alternatively, it's not about eliminating carbohydrate. It's just understanding what carbohydrate uh, or which carbohydrates are going to affect your insulin levels and which ones you might need to reduce or eliminate in order to resensitize yourself to insulin. So we recommend a, a low glycemic diet, so a, a diet that's low in sugars and processed foods, and it's very easy to do. So the top three tips we have for nutrition are as follows. Eat foods that are close to nature. So if they're close to nature, they're going to more than likely be low glycemic. The only one that's very not very low glycemic is honey but in nature it tends to be protected by bees so it's quite hard to get your hands on and second of all then is to eat foods that grow above the ground as opposed to grow below the ground it doesn't mean you completely need to eliminate root vegetables but root vegetables have starch in them starch is a, a form of stored sugar which allows the plant to grow and but it has an effect on on your insulin and um, the more that you mash it up and cook it, by the way, the worse it is. Uh, so the closer it is to its real form, the better. I'm not suggesting people are going to eat raw potato, but maybe they get the idea. And then choosing foods that are sour rather than sweet. So the more sour it is, the lower it is in sugars, obviously, but then the lower glycemic it is. And the sweeter it is, the higher the higher glycemic index. So if, if people were to follow those three very simple rules it gives you an idea of what foods to to pick and to choose so that you can actually have healthy meals and you'll naturally shape up your mood levels will improve energy will increase and so you'll be pleasant to be around you won't be hungry all the time so there's all sorts of benefits to to be recommended from a, a low glycemic diet that's really a lot of really good information there jamie a lot to think about uh, for people who can replay this podcast again and get, get a lot of it back again. Thanks to Jamie myers for joining us on today's podcast and to Mika and Sophie who told us their stories as well. So it is easy to see how a Juco gym has a global award for its approach and achieves the results that it does. You can hear the passion and energy from the clients who've been on this podcast and the earlier podcasts. And so if you're hearing about the Educo Gym program for the first time and interested in finding out more, you can phone 1-850-737-737 and speak to an Educo Gym expert. You can subscribe to the monthly newsletter at the website educogym.com and remember, subscribe to this podcast. It's on the website and on iTunes. And here's to the best version of yourself. I'm Aileen Amara and thanks for listening. Music